Hi everyone, welcome to be here again. This is the third episode of Chat with Kirsten, and today we are going to talk about jobs, passion, salaries, changing jobs, and stuff that relates to how to balance all of them. We might put them all together and call them just the dignity of work. Without further ado, let's welcome my co-host Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet. Yet I can't believe it is our third apps already. I'm glad to talk about the job here today because it's already 2023, and I believe many of you, okay, I guess we at least have ten listeners, maybe. Are you thinking about switching jobs again after receiving the annual bonus? Yes, again. I don't want to hide it, but I have done so many jobs. Let me count. Nine jobs, I guess. <laughs> oh wow! I'm still thinking about changing to a new job. How about you, Kirsten? How many jobs have you done? You just told me that you got a new position as a postdoctoral researcher, right? Yeah, but I don't really change. I didn't remember changing too many jobs. Um, but uh, for last uh, in uh, last October, I've. Moved to a job working as a postdoctoral researcher at a university. I'm working on a governmental project to build a platform for the development of sustainable technology in indigenous societies in Taiwan. I took this job because it aligns with my academic research interests and passion for indigenous communities. Uh, as a Taiwanese indigenous woman scholar, too. And how about you?、Um, when you say nine jobs, wow!、Um, I'm curious about your criteria for choosing a job.、Uh, that's that's a good question. And to be honest, I'm thinking about it recently. I have to tr- I have to say, tracing back to my past job experience, the reason why I keep changing job is clear.、Uh, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to find a job where I can find a balance between income and my passion. As I'm getting older, the demand for income outweighs passion. I'm、mm. not saying that staying in the cultural and art industry won't make money. That's not true. Many of my friends make a living from it, and they get paid well. The problem is that only a few people can really live a good life through their. Passion for the industry like that. Sometimes、mm-hmm. I wonder if I am still sticking to this industry. Probably the income will be the same as what I earn in the tech industry today. To be honest, sometimes I doubt that that if my job hopping is on the right path.、Mm. The workload now is more reasonable. Yes, right. But for an engineer-centered company. I'm not sure of my productivity and my contribution. When so, when I heard my friends complain about their crazy workload, I feel <laughs> relieved indeed, but also I'm em- envious of their importance to their company. I have to admit that the salary is critical, but to be seen as an important and contributing person is also important to me. And Uh, and of course, not too tired. Okay, so sounds like I'm really greedy, but yeah. So I, I'm,、really. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm also curious about your job choice. How about you? Um, I I think similar to you, feeling important and contributive is important. Uh, I 
also agree with you about the balance between our passion and salary. I feel like sometimes I'm like you if I don't grow or learn much from a job, and also sometimes、um, even if I learn a lot, but the payment is just getting too ridiculous. It's just、mm. ridiculously low.、Mm. I may feel a need to leave eventually. Yeah, I just didn't mention that as I don't want to make it negative. But anyway, I agree.、Mm-hmm. But ho-、uh, however, sometimes we cannot leave our job that soon due to some factors like money's, families, or stuff that's necessary necessary for us to just stay in our job, current jobs.、Mm, yeah. Uh, as we're getting older, we need to be more practical. That's true. So since、mm-hmm. we talk about money, it makes me think of the idea of the dignity of work mentioned in Michael Sandel's book, which we also talk about it in the last episode.、Mm-hmm. Right. So、uh, just to remind, just to remind our audience here, that Michael Sandel's book that we were discussing last. In our last episode,、uh, the name of it is the tyranny of merit. Yeah. Okay. So、um, in the last last episode, we talked about、uh, credentialism driven by globalization, and today、mm-hmm. I want to share another production of market driven globalization. That is, if our income reflects the social value of our contribution. I think most laborers like us don't agree that the pay we get is fair. Oh yes,、uh, not at all.、Um, totally, that's not.、Uh, I, I, um, I'm not saying everyone. I don't think we mean everyone.、Um, but that's why the debate about the dignity of work is so intense. Exactly, the debate、mm-hmm. of dignity of work is contestable. In the book. The- The author provides two versions of the political agenda.、Mm-hmm. The first agenda is from a thinker who was one a policy advisor to Mitt Romney, who then was the Republican presidential candidate. He said that the policy should focus on making workers have a job with good pay to support families and communities instead of increasing GDP, which means boosting economic growth. One of these practices is to uh, s- uh, subsidize low-income workers. For example,、mm-hmm. when the、uh, pandemic of COVID nineteen broke out in two thousand twenty, some European countries like UK, Denmark, and the Netherlands covers seventy five to ninety percent of wages for companies that did not lay off workers. Not like the policy in the U.S., where the government offered unemployment insurance to workers. Right. I instinctively think I prefer to stay in the company than be laid off. But how are these two policies different? Okay. The advantage、mm-hmm. of the wage subsidy can affirm the dignity of work because the workers still keep their jobs. Oh, I see, and I can share another point of political agenda about the dignity of work. 
uh, in the book, in uh, the dignity of work ideally could be revealed by a nation's economy. It means that if a nation's policy makes its Economy explode and be productive. People should earn the common good out of it. But somehow people's salary do not grow, and sometimes they even lose their jobs. In Sandal's book, we just talked about. Remember,、uh, there is a part talking about the discrepancy between a good economy and bad dignity of work. Yes, we ordinary people actually don't get benefit from the growth of the economy. Okay, so、uh, the following. So I'm going to read、uh, the the quote,、uh, some quotes, and the, those quotes are from the book.、Uh, as Adder Turner, Adder Adder, excuse me, I'm just trying to think how to pronounce the name. Okay, Adder Turner.、Uh, Chair of Britain's Financial Services Authority explained, "There is no clear evidence that the growth in the scale and complexity of the financial system in the rich developed world over the last twenty to thirty years has driven increased growth of stability." And I'm still reading the quote, and it's possible for financial activity to extract rents, rents like unjustified windfalls, from the real economy rather than to deliver economic value. So this measure, judgment, is a devastating verdict on the conversation. Con- con- conventional wisdom that led the Clinton administration and its UK counterparts to deregulate the financial industry in the 1990s. Still, in I'm still reading the quote. What it means in simple terms is that the complex derivatives and other financial instruments devised by Wall Street in recent decades actually hurt the economy more than they helped it. Besides, okay, so according to the quotes I just read. Besides that, the testability of work that comes with economic growth. Ironically, one good thing does not come with another good thing, and not to mention that people are losing jobs all over. Right. And speaking of l- losing a job, do you have any experience of being laid off or blank time between jobs? Um. I've never been laid off, but I do have experience in between jobs. I don't like the feeling. To be honest, I feel anxious easily. Okay, then I can share mine.、Mm-hmm. I received unemployment insurance last year because of a layoff. I'm not going to talk about the reason, as it's not important. I want to、mm-hmm. share that I can realize a little bit of being unwanted in the job market. I have been aware that the skills I have are less valuable than that of other professionals, like engineers, lawyers,、hmm. doctors. But being notified that the marketing department would be dissolved and not is another level. Suddenly, the worries of not being valuable were all confirmed、hmm. when I read 
read um when I read the chapter about the dignity work, I can resonate immediately. Losing a job is not about a salary; it's about the contribution of society. The feeling of doing nothing to anyone is really awful. Right. Oh, wow. I think I get the core of why you are so resonating with、uh, this topic we're talking about today: the dignity of work. And I'm curious about why we have that feeling. At least at the beginning of my career, when I still care about the contribution to society rather than income.、Um, so, however, I could resonate with you about that. Sometimes, when we are waiting for jobs, losing jobs, or in between jobs, or in jobs, lots of times, it's not all about making money. Money is a thing that makes us angry sometimes, but sometimes it could be that we are angry at ourselves, and these feelings might become a reason to be upset about why people cannot keep their jobs. Yeah, yeah. As we just talk about the anger from those who can't keep their job because globalization、mm. cannot be fixed by financial compensation, because it's about the loss of. Recognition and esteem. The loss is in the role. The loss is in the role of producers, not consumers. Right, and that point is interesting too. The book tells us that these are two different ways of entry in, in interpreting the common good. So now,、uh, just、uh, bear with me here. Let me think as a consumer. And it means that. Let me just also read the quotes again. So the following will be the quotes from the book:、uh, the contrast between consumer and producer identities points to two different ways of understanding the common good. One approach, familiar among the economic policymakers, defines the common good as the sum of everyone's preferences and interests. According to this account, we achieve the common good by maximizing consumer welfare, typically by maximizing economic growth. Still, I'm still reading the quote. If the common good is simply a matter of satisfying consumer preferences, then market wages are a good measure of who has contributed what. Those who make the most money have presumably made the most valuable contribution to the common good by producing the goods and services that consumers want. Okay, understand.、Mm-hmm. But it sounds like a bit weird. I don't think those who make more money actually contribute more, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you got the point.、Mm-hmm. Of course, who makes more money can't mean that they actually contribute more. Contribution cannot be only quantified; otherwise, humanity will be too simple. So, the second notion of the common good is, as the book mentioned, civic conception. It means that common good is about how to bring a just and good society. Again, allow me to read the quotes in the book. A second approach rejects this consumerist notion of the common good in favor what might be called a civic conception. According to the civic idea, the common good is not simply about 
adding our preferences or maximizing consumer welfare. It is about reflecting critically on our preferences. So ideally, still the quote, I'm reading a quote, ideally mm. elevating and improving them so that we can live worthwhile and flourishing lives. Okay, so I think it also indicates that as a worker in society, the most important role we play is as a producer, not consumer.、Mm. We win social esteem by providing goods and services which meet the demand of other people. And here again, it is not about money. But that's so utopian, isn't it? The interesting thing is that the old philosopher Aristotle argued that to achieve human flourishing, we must realize our nature through the cultivation and practice of all the possibilities of our abilities. For example, the American Republican tradition. Taught that certain occupations could make the best of us, such as agriculture, artisan labor, and free labor. Yeah, I hope that the policy agenda toward the producer ethic can come to life again. But I think it is not easy for politicians to embrace this idea. Like you and me,、mm-hmm. we have different preferences, and these differences drive the consumer. Welfare policy. So the more, the better.、Mm, yes, but、um, be careful of what you are asking. Though I'm, I'm not saying you. I say the general you and me too, as a general in society. What's big? What's small? What's good and what's evil might not be the same for everyone. Even though they are not the same thing under the same scales. When we talked about the more, the better. When the pie become bigger, we start to think about distri- distributive justice. On the other hand, contributive justice is not favorable. Remember what Sandal talked about in the book? Again, I'm going to read some quotes.、Um, so Michael Sandal said, "Contributive justice, by contrast, is not neutral about human flourishing or the best way to live." From Aristotle to American Republican tradition, from Hegel to Catholic social societal teaching, theories of contributive justice teaches that we are most fully human when we contribute to the common good and earn the esteem of our fellow citizens for the contributions we make. The yeah. Um, I think the tricky thing is that for the past four decades,、mm-hmm. GDP has been the center of the policy, not the dignity of work. But according to the author, the time was up. The complexion of Brigitte Trump and the rise of hyper-nationalist anti-immigrant、mm-hmm. parties in Europe prove the GDP is not the only measurement of the common good. Right. That's why we need a better policy to guide us to at least have some general ideas about the common good, based on earning the esteem of our fellow and based on what we can contribute to not only money but also dignity in society. Also, we need a better policy to know that even though there will be different standards for common good in groups of people, how can we still work together with each other? 
Okay. Uh, before bail policy soar for so many of us, the salary is still important. How you can have a job to support your, you and your families. I always、mm-hmm. think that money is not the sole purpose of doing a job over of our life. Money for me is a medium of something I can use to exchange for the life I am longing for,、mm-hmm. and it includes a job with fulfillment. I hope this episode can provide some aspirations or ideas if you are thinking about switching to a new job. Of course,、um, I do agree with you. Money is still important,、uh, but that's not the the, the only thing. Wanting money is not evil. I think it only becomes、mm. evil when we are too obsessed with it. Yeah. To not.、Uh, sorry. Let me just rephrase that again. I meant it only becomes evil when we are too obsessed with it to not hurt ourselves or others. All right. So this is just、um, uh, our brief discussion and、uh, my brief. Conclusion about money and regarding the dignity of work. I think this is for all today. Please rate us five stars and leave your comment if you want to listen more on the issues you also care about. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.